Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. The show features interviews with entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information to help you fulfill your big mission. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, on YouTube, and of course on my website at winnieanderson.com. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll share the show with others, and I hope you'll decide to become a fan of the show on my website at winnieanderson.com slash fans. When you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox, along with information, tips, and resources to help you position and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider you are, and ultimately to profit from your expertise, all while you build a business in alignment with your faith, beliefs, and values. You know, it's no secret that social media has taken the world by storm and changed the way we communicate and the way we market our services. But lots of solo professionals I talk to haven't seen the sort of return on investment they dreamed of when they first embraced using social media and participating in social networking sites. Others have had decent results, but they're ready for more. And to be honest, it's taken me a long time, I think, to begin to reap the benefits. So I knew the time was right to have a conversation about this with an expert. We're going to focus on some big picture concepts, and at the end, I'll share some application ideas with you. My guest today is Leslie Horn Trossett. Since approximately 2000, Leslie has worked to master the art of cutting through the noise and marketing hype to help her clients make millions of dollars. She takes clients through her powerful and emotional process of discovering where they are now, where they want to be, and uncovering what's getting in the way of realizing their dreams. The result is a customized marketing strategy that combines content marketing, SEO, and social media strategy that clients can implement quickly and begin making more money very quickly. So listen in as Leslie explains the jargon of social media and social networking, how to show up as yourself in social media, and what exactly that means, finding a balance in what you share versus oversharing, what to do when you've been using a platform for personal stuff and you then want to start using it for business, how to choose the right platform to be on, common mistakes that she sees people making, why you want to share your opinions and perspective in what you post, and what she knows now that she wished she knew when she first started her business. So as always, listen all the way to the end where I'll share your cocktail exercise and action step for this episode. All right, Leslie, so thanks for joining me. I'm excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me, Winnie. You're welcome. So let's just dive right in. You know, social media obviously has really just taken the whole world by storm. Uh, you know, it's hard to even imagine what marketing was like pre-social social media and social networking. It's really changed the way I think we communicate, period, as people and, and as businesses and, and entrepreneurs. So let's start by getting everybody on the same page with the, the terms, right? Because that's one of the things I think that can be a little bit confusing for people. You got social media, you got social networking. Are these the same terms and in, used interchangeably? How, what's your perspective on that? I think that they're definitely used interchangeably, but when I think about them, um, 
I feel that social networking is considered to be sort of a subset of social media. Um, certainly it's where we go to engage and build communities and that's the networking piece of it. But then social media also encompasses, you know, advertising and, and that sort of thing. So that to me is a separate bucket. Okay. And then there's also a third bucket, and there's probably more, but uh, there's the customer service portion of it. Like if you want to be able, if you're a larger brand and you wanted to be able to serve your clients and your customers, you might set up that whole sort of um, bucket. And so I think for the most part, though, um, especially for us entrepreneurs, we're thinking in terms of how do we use it to network, to engage with people. Yeah, I think that you make a great point, though. Um, and I tend to think of that as that social customer service piece as sort of a social communication kind of catch-all because that's really what is happening, right? I mean, we're the, the and when we say bigger brands, really it doesn't take a whole lot to be big enough to have some form of social communication, right? So whether it's the the little message bots out there that provide almost an autoresponder type of thing, or it's listening on Twitter when people are praising you or complaining about you. That You're right. That seems to be a whole function in and of itself, though. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the awareness and finding out when people are talking about you, for sure. Um, there's some really cool tools to use there. But I think a lot of people, they just refer to it as social media. And um, I think there's an assumption there that it's about the networking piece of it. But yeah, there is a lot more to it. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's why I really like to start with getting the clarity on how we're using the terms so there, there yeah. isn't any confusion. So that was, that's a great bit of information there and, and a great point about that communication piece and customer service. So one of the things that I know you talk about is this need to show up as yourself, right? And uh, there's lots of talk about being authentic in our marketing, and I think that term almost is, is overused to a degree. But <laughs> let's talk about what the heck that means. What, what, what do you mean when you say show up as yourself, and what do you think authenticity in marketing is all about? Well, it is definitely used a lot. And sometimes I think, you know, I sort of roll my eyes. And, but for me and my clients, I think it means, um, you know, not being salesy and not feeling as though you're a commercial where you're just a talking head. And even when people are doing videos, they're so used to being very, um, I don't know, uh, scripted and um, just overly stuffy and that sort of thing. And that just does not come across the same way when it comes to social media. Um, and your videos, um, there's this expectation that if it's too polished, or this kind of concept, it's if, if it's too polished, it's almost like you're tuned out. Um, and so um, what, what I encourage people to do is just to show up as themselves and know who they are, and to find, um, you know, sort of the right way of doing that, expressing themselves that's right for them, um, sort of falling in between vulnerability but uh, or transparency, um, but also getting your message out. So um, just, just be you, you know. Yeah, you know, that's hard to do. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I know. We've, you know, we've all been, I talk about patterns, and we've all been conditioned to a degree to 
be who people tell us we are and to toe the corporate line and say that right language, right? And then we become so fearful of making a mistake. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of, of solo professionals especially are so concerned about. Am I going to get it right? That maybe that can keep people from being fully themselves. Do you think that impacts it at all? Oh, absolutely. The fear of making mistakes, the fear of not looking perfect, the fear, 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 fear. There's so many fear elements to it. It brings up a lot of stuff when we go to um, be ourselves, right? When we want to be ourselves, it's just like, what if people don't like me? What if people, um, you know, so there is, when we decide that we want to show up for ourselves and put ourselves out there, um, it's just natural for these things to come up. And um, some of it is perfectionism. Some of it is fear. Some of it is um, bringing up old stuff from childhood. Um, it's, it's not unusual. And so it really just takes some patience and some talking through it and understanding um, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then, and then just, starting, right? Because we don't get it right. We're perfect. We'll never get it perfect. So just accepting that. Right. I once did an interview with a with a psychologist because I wanted to understand the whole perfectionism thing because it really stops people in their tracks from um, right. uh, from moving forward. And so, yeah. Did, did that person give you any big insight? Well, I think it's um, just recognizing what the fear is and working through it and doing yeah. it anyway and um, realizing that you're not alone and that you're not constantly being judged. Yeah, you know, I, I think the best definition of perfectionism is the one that Brene Brown uses, and, or at least I heard her use on a Super, Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. And she said that perfectionism is a shield mm -hmm. to keep you invisible to keep you hidden yeah. and and as soon as she said that my eyes sprung a leak uh, because I knew she had nailed me and I think yeah. that's something that we have to keep keep in you know in the forefront of our mind that perfectionism keeps us hidden it's not the striving for excellence which I think we all want and we all probably want to tell ourselves that that's where my issue with perfectionism is I'm trying to be fabulous. No, you're not. You're trying to stay hidden. So yeah, I love that. I, yeah, that's really the one that I try to keep in mind and, and just be sensitive to when I'm experiencing that. But those are really great points. Um, let's talk about um, this issue of and, you know, I think we have like peaks and valleys in at least in my own newsfeed I have with people who share personal information and business information in, in their same, their, in their personal page or in anywhere, any of their, you know, I'm obviously using uh, Facebook is what's in my head, but really it's, it can be true in any platform that you use. And I think that there's some kind of happy medium, right, between sharing enough about you. I think that kind of touches on the whole being authentic thing so people get a vibe for you. But then there's that crossing the line. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? What's your perspective on oversharing? 
Yeah, well, it happens especially on Facebook, right? I think on um, yeah. on LinkedIn, you're 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 sort of um, shunned in a way if you do that, which yes. which is sort of a it's a relief to be over hanging out on on LinkedIn because um, there is that professionalism there that doesn't seem to exist on on Facebook. Um, yeah. And so I think you need to know your audience. You know, if you started off with um, with a personal profile let's say, and then all of a sudden you started switching it to business, well, what are you doing to your audience, first of all? You know, the audience that you attracted was because they're, they wanted to know you as an individual. And so we, we oftentimes don't think enough about our audiences. And, and I know I've differed with some people in the past where they're like, well, there is no difference. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no blur. It's just I or there is complete blur, I am completely transparent, and I'm going to talk about my business, I'm going to talk about my personal life. And the other thing I think about is the people that you're associated with, if all of a sudden you started attracting and making more public um, the, the business aspect of your business, of, of your social profile, um, the people that you're attracting in, they're going to see personal conversations that occurred in the past, and the history there and that sort of thing. And is that fair to do to the people that you were just friends with? And I, it's certainly a turnoff, right, too, when we see people that all of a sudden making that switch. Um, and then there's things where you just, it's like, oh, you just don't need to know that much information, right? So I like to, if you're going to use it for professional reasons, then just either switch accounts, create a new account, or um, slowly make that transition, but also kind of set your privacy settings um, and maybe get rid of some old stuff, protect the innocent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or the guilty as case baby. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I try to think this, this is my business. So if I, would I say this at work? If mm -hmm. I was going to be passing somebody in the hallway or I was having lunch with somebody, would I tell them, this particular thing? Yeah. Would I share that particular thing with them in the workplace? And, you know, this is my workplace. And so if the answer is no, then don't share it. <laughs> that's, yes. that's just my little I rule agree. of thumb. Yeah. yeah, I just, and I think that um, we need to, to think about our physical presence, you know, when we're in photographs and, and in video and, and things like that. I think that Sometimes there's just, this is, might be just me being a little old school, just again, I wouldn't wear that to work. Mm -hmm. I yeah. wouldn't wear that to a lunch meeting. I'm not wearing it on Facebook. Right. You know. I agree. And I, I think, too, that, you know, when people, um, it's funny, we, we're kind of saying two different things, right? Like, don't worry about yeah, the people yeah. who are going to judge you. Right, right. But yeah, worry about the people that are going to judge you. So yeah, because people are. Right, they they are. And if you're not afraid of whatever repercussions there are from people judging you because you're wearing your sweatpants and your pajamas when you show up for a professional um, Facebook Live or your hair is a mess, then just realize that that's what you're going to be attracting. Right. And... Um, and that you are going to be judged for it. And if you're okay with that, 
then okay. But if you don't understand why you're not attracting the right audience, then you have to go back and look at some of those things. Yeah, and I think that is probably really the nail, right? It's are you really attracting and 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 talking to the right people? Because let's face it, we're being judged. That's just part of life, right? That's how we exist on the planet is our brain is constantly processing and making judgment calls. And I I think that what is really in the unsaid here is be intentional, right? Would you say that's true about what you're doing? Be intentional. Because there are times when I'll go into, I run a, a secret group on Facebook and there are times when I will go in and I will not exactly look my loveliest, um, and that's, and then I'll say, Hey, I know I'm here and my hair's a little scattered and I, you know, don't have any makeup on, but I had this idea and I just had to get it out to you before you start your day or before I start my day. So that kind of gives me permission to do something like that. I feel, and uh, you know, not like I'm in my pajamas or anything. Um, and I want them to feel just be out there, just take a risk. So I try to have that in, intention. Now, when I'm doing a big public thing, I look my best. Well, you know, it's funny because you you said something earlier where if you're at work, are you going to be acting the same way as if you were at home or talking about the same subject? And it's the same sort of, would you run into your office at work? With your hair a mess and your makeup now. Actually, on. yes, I would, and that's an interesting okay. thing you say. So I'll, I'll, uh, so let me explain how, how and when I actually used to do that. When I used to work years ago at uh, in corporate life, I would be in so early that I would finish my makeup at work, and you know, not. I mean, this is my hair, so to have my hair look wild, my hair. I'm blessed that my hair doesn't really usually look wild. The the most I'm going to do is maybe pull it back, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so here's something. I've never told this story to anybody. So now, (laughs) you know, you're the first. All right. right? Um, So why I stopped, because I'm an early riser anyway, and I'm actually a a little to no makeup kind of girl. It's just not my style in general. So to have Mm -hmm. me be present with no makeup on is not exactly a big stretch. I will put you know, uh, mascara on for the sake of the camera. But anyway, so I would went to work one day and I don't know what I was doing. I'm thinking of something and I'm getting dressed and I show up at work at like seven 30 with one eye done. <laughs> and I had to go through the whole rest of the day with one eye done and explaining to people why I only had one eye done. From that day on, I went to work every day with no makeup on, kept it in my desk, and if I felt like a makeup day, all right, I put it on. And if I didn't, it was okay because people were used to seeing me in that way. So it wasn't something that was outside of the realm of possibility. So I don't think I looked that scary. So yeah, but but I think it's you know to your point though it's it's okay to to just sometimes show your human side and the, and right. the, and the real side of you. Like people right. want that. Right. I guess it's, it's finding that balance of not going too far overboard. And all of a sudden, if you've had this horrible morning where nothing went right and you're a mess when you get on camera or, or you show up to, you know, that meeting, whether it's on, again, sometimes people forget, I think, 
because there's this camera in front of us that we somehow have to act differently than we would be if we walked into a meeting room. Well, it's the same, it's the same sort of thing. And if you had a bad morning and you walk into a meeting room or you walk into a video meeting room, you're leaving the same impression with people. And but sometimes that's just gonna, sometimes you're just going to have a bad day. Right. But if it's a regular type of thing, then, you know, again, what, what is that doing to your audience? How, how are you being perceived? Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, you made a great point. And I once heard someone say, you leave everyone with a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what you just said touches on that. You leave people with a perception of you. Yeah. Was that perception that, hey, you had a crappy day, and, but you showed up on time, right? If you promise that you're going to be on a certain day, a certain time, yeah. that's your commitment. I had a crazy day. I showed up on time. Yeah, my hair's a little scattered. I don't have any makeup on. Oh, well. So I'm telling you to get out there and do it no matter what kind of thing. So I think that, yeah, it, it, that it, it is a delicate balance. It really is. And I think the point maybe that we're trying to make is it takes more thought than some people give it. Yeah. <laughs> At least my thinking here. But, but also if you, if you bring your problem with you, like if you had that bad morning and you couldn't do your hair and you show up and you're a little frazzled, are you rehashing your entire morning with everybody? Or are yeah. you like, oh my gosh, I had a terrible morning. It was horrible, but I'm here now and I'm ready right. to work. Like right. that's totally different and that's okay. But if you right. come there and you start exploding on everybody and everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, for a little bit, that's okay. And then it's kind of like you need a therapy session or a friend yeah. out to go out to lunch with somebody, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or find your friend and vent first and then do your thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think so. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it is a delicate balance. And one that you just want to be careful about. Uh, let's touch a little bit on the personality of the different platforms because that's probably an issue for folks too. You know, what platform is best for me? Should I do I have to be on Facebook? Do I have to share business stuff on Facebook? Maybe I'm better on someplace else. What are some things some things that you use with clients to figure out what platforms they should be on? Yeah. So I'm all about the strategy. You know, everybody, like, let's set up your strategy first, because if you just dive right in, oh, somebody told me I have to be on Instagram. Somebody told me I have to be on Facebook. That's like, I cringe because it's like, well, we have to know the why. Like, why did they tell you that? And as you start digging deeper, uh, we uncover things. So um, the first of all, first of all, it's, um, well, there's several different factors. So you have to know what you're selling, obviously, and you have to be comfortable with what you're selling. Um, but, there, but then we take it to, well, who's your audience? Number one, who is your audience, right? Are you selling to entrepreneurs? Are you selling to busy moms? Are you selling to uh, corporate executives, C-level executives? Like, that's number one. And then based on those answers, I help um, drive you towards uh, one platform or, or another. If you are an entrepreneur and you're a solo entrepreneur and you, it's only you and you don't have a virtual assistant, it's just you, we have to think about the, the work-life balance here, right? Like we could work endlessly 24 hours a day in, in our world. And, but do we have a family? Do we have kids? Do we have hobbies? Do we have interests? Like how much of this do we want to consume our lives? And um, so... Then I say, well, 
okay, if you only want to be working a certain number of hours a week, then how many platforms can you really truly do a good quality job on? Um, and there's certainly tools out there, but even with the tools, it's like, well, does that really cover engagement and, you know, Hootsuite and stuff like that? You could schedule your posts and stuff, but again, it's about engagement. You want to have conversation, and if you're just one person, um, so there's the time management aspect of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then there's the content type. Like, so let's say that... Um, and this goes back to the authenticity piece, because if you're not feeling that you can be yourself when you're writing, when you're doing audio or video, there's like five different forms of, of ways to express yourself. Right. And if you are, if you cringe when you go to be on camera or on video, then maybe that's not the best way that you're showing who you really are. So I work with my clients to figure out, all right, well, maybe your audio, you know, maybe that's the way you're able to express yourself. So there are certain social media platforms that will support one content piece style over another. And so we work towards that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. There's, there's Facebook Live. There's Facebook right. Live audio. There's, um, that's right. you know, platforms that you know, now LinkedIn is finally catching up, you know, LinkedIn's considered the grandfather of all social media channels, right, and right. they're finally doing, you know, 10-minute videos. Of course, you can upload whatever videos you want, but you can click the button. It's not live like Facebook is, but um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different factors, and then there's the Facebook algorithm changes, and, and all of that, it made a lot of people become invisible, um, and there it's hard to get in news feeds and that sort of thing, right. so... Um, there's a lot of, it's not an easy answer. It's not, it's not. And I think that that issue about that somebody told me that I needed to be on this, it's, it's a real one. I got into actually an argument with somebody who said, you, you've got to be on whatever it was. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm telling you, you better get over there because you've got, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, <sighs> I'm, I'm maxed out now. I, and, yeah. and I like to think that I use, you know, what I use effectively. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. And she got really pissed off at me. Really? You know, like, and I'm still not there <laughs> because it's it's right for her. Right. And I think then people might say, oh, well, if it's right for me, it's right for you. No, it's not. I'm so, and, and, yeah, I think that issue of the time factor, it's one reason why I love videos so much because um, – and, and video requires, in my opinion, a lot of prep work. But once I've done it, I can then create all the other pieces from it. So for me, yes. bang for the buck, video is is where it's at. And it's why, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like doing it. It's not exactly my favorite thing in the world to do, but I know that it's powerful. So I yeah. have forced myself to do it and and to get comfortable on it. So... I think that we all have to make the decision, especially when we're starting out, right? You've got to make a decision that's good for you to, to dip that toe in. Right. But here again, that's where strategy comes into it. Because right. if, if somebody, like I, um, I'm working on creating a podcast for a client of mine right now. And, um, you know, there's a lot to putting together a podcast. Yes, there's I a know. lot of commitment. It's the same thing with video. There's a right. lot to it. And, and so... If you don't have that strategy and certainly knowing things before you go in, it's, it, my clients always say, 
um, I didn't know what I, I don't know what I don't know, <laughs> something like that. And it's I'm, true. I was like, well, that's why we, you know, that's why there's people like you and I who can help right. kind of with our expertise and, and saying, okay, well, these are the things to consider. Um, and, and the other thing is I would much rather build a quality audience on one, maybe two social media platforms than be spread across five platforms with disjointed thoughts and comments and not responding to people and, you know, all of that. So just being able to focus and getting rid of that fear of needing to be everywhere, that uh, that's outside pressure, right? Just let go of it and just do a good job on yeah. where you've committed to. Yeah, amen, amen. I, I really think that we we look outside of ourselves for that direction when really <clears throat> there's a, a it's, it's already inside of us and you just have to give yourself permission to yeah. believe that. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the common mistakes that you see people make. What, if you had to name, you know, a few of them, what do you think are really big ones? Um, not having a plan or, or um, really just starting to talk, like let's say it's a video, um, without having talking points. And they just start rambling. And then they go on too long. And, you know, people tune out within the first three minutes. Um, also not having direction as far as, and this relates to the, to the points, like what's the intention of your video or your, your podcast or your social media post? Is, are you trying to be useful, helpful, um, educational, entertaining? Like what, what's the purpose? Um, because people respond to things that are going to help them make them laugh, educate them. Um, but if it's a rant or if you're all over the place, so I see that as a huge, it's just a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that those two things are probably the root of every other problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a clear direction, a clear intention, you if you are organized, you've you've practiced your thoughts out loud. I think that's probably one big shocker to people that well, I have talking points. Have you actually talked them? Yeah, because right. when you start to speak, it just seems completely different. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny here. So again, we're talking about just getting started, right? And and sometimes people can't even get themselves out of the gate. And then there's the fine tuning that comes after you're out of the gate of, okay, so, so don't, don't stop yourself from starting. Like we've got to get you out of the gate and you don't have to be perfect. And then you'll start to refine and realize what works with your audience and what doesn't. Um, but you got to get started. And um, so when we talk about the mistakes people made, it's just, it's just so that you can get better, but it's not to be perfect. Right. It's, you know, that's, that's right. I mean, no, I don't know anybody who is perfect unless they've got a team of professionals behind them yeah. and in front of them. They're the ones who make them look good as they edit them, right? It's all in the editing process. It's, they've got teams of writers. They've got all these other people. So, know that it's, yeah, it is, it's okay. I think the, the, well, I can tell you the the way that I really got comfortable was I started with, I think a a free account on zoom and I would just 
go on and I'd just start talking and I would I'd delete it and I would do it again and I would delete mm-hmm. it and do it again. So, and even then, once you go live, you know, there's something about that, that that is a little bit nerve wracking, but just it's, it's all about comfort and practice, like I think anything else. But there's also different techniques, right? Like being just a talking head um, is hard, but having a conversational um, video like this or a live is much easier for many, many people. Um, And, and I remember the first time I ever did a Facebook live, I, it took me a week, first of all, to talk myself into (laughs) doing it. Then I was scared half to death. And then finally, after I started doing it over and over, it's the same thing. I, I have a client who's a real estate agent. I said, um, I call her my my example of um, how she went from ham to clam, uh, clam to ham because she started coming out of her shell, right, as as she did it more often, and then it became easier to do. Yeah, that's a great line, and that that's exactly it. It's just, it's all the things that you've already mentioned, and then it's just a matter of practice. That's yeah. all it is, and I, I think having compassion, you know, if you were talking to a friend, you'd be, oh, that video wasn't bad. Come on, do another one, you know, but no, to ourselves, we're like, oh, just this so mean. Yes, so mean. we are mean. The self-criticism is just her- horrific. And and I face it too. Like when I go back and look at some of my earlier videos, I'm like, oh my, oh, what was I thinking? But you know what? I then have to turn it around and say, I did it. I got started. Right. It was my starting point and I'm okay with it not being perfect. It kills me, but I still did it, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we all start somewhere. I mean, there's not a person out there who who does video, who does anything, who started out and was brilliant. We all had to learn the alphabet, right? We all had to learn how to write, literally print out letters. So we all had to start somewhere and and move into excellence. That only comes from continued practice. Mm -hmm. So tell tell folks a little bit about what you do specifically. You've mentioned some of your clients and and that you work on strategy with them. What what do you really do, Leslie? So I um, work with uh, professional women who are entrepreneurs. Most of them, I think all of them, actually, uh, used to work in the corporate world like I did. I spent 15 years in the banking world. And then um, 18 years ago, I became an entrepreneur and started my own business. And um, so I find that I attract women. It's not that I was intentionally marketing to women, but um, and that's only been in the last several years. Before that, I would work with billion-dollar corporations and, and big businesses and things like that. And then I sort of rebranded, and I, I said, what, what's the type of work I like to do? Mm-hmm. And it really truly is um, helping women um, to uh, increase their visibility, get comfortable with um, their marketing efforts, making it easy. Um, and so many of them, uh, this is their second career mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and they range from, like I said, the real estate agent to, uh, interior decorators to coaches, um, to, uh, I don't know that there's all different types, but I, I have a wonderful relationship with every one of them. And it's really because of my diverse background, I'm a web designer. I'm an SEO, social uh, search engine optimization expert. Um, 
content marketing person as well as uh, social media. So all of this just kind of goes into one big bucket, but I'm able to pull from different areas depending on what the client needs. But the bottom line, what you need most basically at the bottom of everything is a solid um, content strategy because content is what feeds SEO and your higher rankings. It's what builds your engagement on social media. It's what builds a good uh, website and blogs and um, things like that. So, yeah, I just I love the work that I do and I love being able to help women um, just get their voice out there. It's, It's been a very rewarding career for me. Excellent. So what, if you had to say there was one thing that you know now that you wish you had known when you first went out on your own, what would that be? Well, I actually have two things. I know you're only asking for one, but the two are so great um, for me anyway. Um, One was I had several friends, um, colleagues of mine, not, not friends, but business colleagues of mine who said, you know, you really need a VA, you really need a VA, and I'm like, I can't afford a VA, I don't want a VA, and um, it was scary for me for a long time to take that leap, but boy, once I did, I was like, oh, this is heaven, like just the, the ROI, the return on what I pay her, and she's in New Jersey, and I'm in New York, and, um, you know, I can hand stuff off to her that, I would have spent hours and hours doing like we have to know what our strengths are right? right and if if building an image or an infographic is is not your strength or even if it is your strength but it's not where you should be spending your time it's not an income producing task then it's important to identify those things and hand them off um, so that's that's the one thing and what was my other thing um, oh getting uh, an online calendar Okay. All right. Yeah. That has saved an enormous amount of time. So I use Acuity Scheduling and I have my calendar everywhere. And instead of going, you know, the back and forth and um, it's awesome. I use it for clients. I use it for meetings. um, And it's, it's such a time saver. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So how can people learn more about you? Where, where should they go first? Yeah, the best place to find me is on my website, which is lesliehornmarketing.com, and um, you can find out all about me there. All right, awesome. I offer a uh, 30-minute discovery call, and I'd be happy to talk to anyone about your situation and uh, where you're going, what's keeping you from getting there, and um, I just uh, would love that. All right, outstanding, and of course, we'll have that in the show notes along with all the other ways that that you can possibly connect with Leslie as well. Great chatting with you. Thanks for sharing your insight with everybody and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Winnie. You're welcome. All right. I hope you found that interesting. Now, be sure to visit winnieanderson.com slash social media, all one word, to get the show notes, links to resources mentioned, and to get the handout for this week's episode, which will include your reflection exercise and action step. If you like what you heard, please give a great, leave a great review for the show and this episode on the platform where you consumed it, and please share the episode and the show with your contacts and community. All right, so your cocktail exercise, otherwise known as a reflection exercise, no alcohol needs to be involved, don't drink and drive, and don't overindulge. All right, so I want you to think about the time you spend on social sites and just what you're doing there. Do you scan your feeds and maybe toss out a few likes and, and that's it? Maybe you get caught up in watching videos, but you don't actually engage with anyone. 
maybe you're more of a voyeur rather than a full participant, or maybe you only share social information, you know, personal stuff. Ask yourself, what were you hoping to achieve from your social activities, and are you really doing the things that are going to produce those results? I know there are lots of different personalities out there, and I'm not asking you to change yours, but I am asking you to think about what you're doing and if it's producing the results you want. All right, so your action step. As usual, this is really more than one step, but. So I want you to examine your social strategy and what you intend to create from it. And I bet lots of you are thinking, well, what strategy, right? Therein lies a big part of the problem. To really leverage social media and social networking sites, you've got to have, a com- have complete clarity about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what results you intend to create for your business as well as for your audience. Yes, there's an audience there, right? A friend of mine says that it's not so it's social media, not social media, meaning it's not all about you. And you know, you want to develop simple ways to measure success and achievement of your goals. This is really a, it can be hard, but it's it's possible and doable. Again, keep it simple, right? So if you're not getting the results you want, then you need to be able to acknowledge that and create a plan to address it. So your action step is to create that action plan that will get you started using social media strategically to achieve your professional goals. So before you do that, it always takes, makes sense to take stock of where you are now. So on my site at winnieanderson.com slash social media, all one word, you'll find this episode's show notes along with the, the resources and, of course, all the recordings, right, for this episode. One of the resources that I have for you is a worksheet that you can use to assess where you are right now in your social strategy and its overall effectiveness on a very simple level, okay? It's nothing really complex. You can then use that sort of as a baseline then and build out your strategy from there. And I give you some ideas on, you know, questions to ask yourself and then what do you want to include in your strategy? So this is kind of a big picture. That's what strategy is. And uh, you can go and download that, winnieanderson.com slash social media. I'll be adding worksheets for all show episodes moving forward, and fans of the the show will actually just automatically get these. They'll be sent out with the newsletter, and, you know, for as long as they're on the list, obviously, I'll be adding them to the back catalog as well. So then as I get those, uh, those worksheets done and I get caught up on that back catalog, I'll be sending this out to the fans of the show, right? So, If you'd like to not have to worry about remembering to opt in, then be sure to become a fan of the show at winnieanderson.com slash fans. All right. So if you're ready to become a courageous entrepreneur, if you're mission-driven, introverted, and you are a coach, consultant, or an independent service professional, and you're ready to break free from underachieving, under-earning, and playing small, then and you're ready to to, to have a breakthrough, to get through to the next level of success, You're ready for the support, accountability, and guidance you need in a community of like-minded professionals, then consider joining the Courageous Entrepreneur Club. The club is made of small groups of no more than 10 people in each small group. They're all solo professionals and entrepreneurs who receive coaching, accountability, and support from me and from each other as they move forward to come out of hiding, achieve the goals they otherwise would lose focus on, and generally take business to the next level of success. Group enrollment happens at specific times during the month, so if you want to learn more, go to winnieanderson.com slash join the club. 
All right. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. Remember, you deserve all the success you dream of.